Best of Times live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana, celebrating age and maturity, helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The Best of Times, your host, Gary Kaligas. Good morning, and thank you for listening to our radio show today. I'm Gary Kaligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only magazine and radio show for mature adults in Northwest Louisiana. Do thank you for those who might be listening via the internet at www.710keel.com. Also thanking those who might be listening via the Keel application on their Apple and Android devices. In just a few minutes, we're going to gain some information on the latest treatments in rheumatology. So stay tuned to the show for some very beneficial information for you and your loved ones. Today is Saturday, March the 20th, and our show is being broadcast from the studios of News Radio 710 Keel and 101.7 FM, a town square media station here in Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show is not live and has been pre-recorded, so we will be unable to accept call-in questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Now that we have the three vaccines for the COVID-19 pandemic, it's up to you to make the decision to get that vaccine in the coming weeks and months. Hopefully, these vaccines will help the world get back to normal as before. Be sure to pick up the current March 2021 issue of the Best of Times at one of our five excuse me, 270 distribution locations. Thanks for the many compliments about our magazine. We do appreciate hearing from you. Remember, if you're unable to find one of our printed copies at our distribution locations, you can always visit our popular website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to view both current and past issues of our magazine, as well as the 2021 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory. In addition, you can listen to previously broadcast radio shows of the Best of Times Radio Hour. Of course, great news, the 2021 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory is now available for free pickup at some of our 270 distribution locations throughout the area. The printed copies are very limited, so pick up a copy soon, as well as you can always visit our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to view the, view the current 2021 Silver Pages, as well as you can go to our app, Silver Pages app, to visit and view and download our 2021 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory. There is a new fraudulent activity happening in the Shreveport and Bossier City area, but across the United States. Criminals have obtained personal information from individuals via data breach a long time ago to use the individual's identity to fraudulently file for state and federal unemployment compensation. This occurred in 2020, but now we are getting word about these particular fraudulent activities because around February the 1st of this year, statements and forms were mailed to individuals throughout the United States telling them that they had uh, uh, received unemployment compensation, including myself. I did get one of these particular 1099-G statements from the state of Louisiana stating that I had applied and received unemployment payments, but I did not. And so I contacted them immediately, and they told me that, Mr. Caligas, you are a victim of identity theft, and we were unaware of this until you contacted us. So the form states that benefits will be reported to the IRS, and I'll have to pay taxes on them, but hopefully I've contact, as I contacted the Louisiana Workforce Commission, they have given me information to include in my 
tax return, so I do not have to buy state and federal taxes on this on this fraudulent uh, receipt of payments. So I suggest you might start opening all of your mail, including those statements, forms that you generally get uh, from the government and other sources. Uh, open them now and not too late so you'll have time to act upon this. But again, it is, according to recent estimates, it, it has affected every state and over $36 billion of fraudulent unemployment payments were issued. Hopefully, this activity will be will be will stop, and more and more of these individuals will be prosecuted to the extent of law. We'll be right back with more information. But now, a word from our sponsors and advertisers. You make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Kiel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana neighbors. Sending country report. Your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, probably presented by AARP Louisiana and Bears Town and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Kaligas, and I thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my show is a very special guest, is Dr. Robert Goodman, who is a board-certified rheumatologist with Arthritis and Rheumatology Clinic located here in the Shreveport area, and he's coming on our show today to give us the latest information about the latest treatments in rheumatology conditions. So thank you, Dr. Goodman, for taking time from your extremely busy practice to be on our, on our radio show. Thanks, Thanks, Gary, for having me. Well, I want to mention to my listeners, I'm sure they know this, that you've been on my show two times in the past uh, few years, and you were extremely popular with my radio show listeners. I've had people, they're still downloading and re- and, and listening to your shows on my website and us, as well as Apple Podcasts. So you're you're a popular radio celebrity now. Well, well great, Gary. Uh, you're, you're very flattering, but uh, I appreciate that. Uh, in addition, I, I myself at all these two shows learned a lot of information. I've heard from so many listeners telling me that you you provided them with some basic information, but also some information that made them think and uh, and and utilize. Uh, so that made me feel good. But also, uh, I, I know that you know about HIPAA. Uh, I you know I was a HIPAA enforcer many many years ago. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, but I want to compliment you and your your staff because uh, some of my listeners know that I, I went to see Dr. Goodman about a condition that I had and I will advocate to you radio listeners and everyone out there that he and his staff were just remarkable and they resolved after a few visits some of the problems I had uh, for many years and I, I want to compliment you and your staff so professional even during covid uh, they were they were so professional and they they hit it on the mark. I mean, you and your your staff were just wonderful. Well, th- thanks, Gary. Thanks for that compliment. Okay, so 
in all as in all medical fields, doctors and scientists find new and improved treatments. So today I've asked the doctor to inform us about the latest in treatments concerning certain uh, uh, rheumatoid disorders and other factors. So uh, we're going to have a, only a short time to discuss these conditions and new treatments. So if you or a loved one currently have any arthritic or rheumatoid condition, please consider contacting his office. And their number is 318-424-9240. Again, that's 318-424-9240. You can visit their fabulous, they have a fantastic website, by the way, www.arthdoc.com, or you can visit their offices at 740 Jordan Street here in the Shreveport area. Uh, anything more to add about that? No, I, I think you've covered it. <laughs> I think I've covered it. So so let's talk about the first, the latest treatment of uh, rheumatoid RA uh, treatments. What was done before commonly? I mean, that's what I well, think. A lot of things, right? Rheumatoid arthritis is uh, sort of the landmark, the hallmark disease that rheumatologists uh, treat. And we'll uh, spend the first segment on rheumatoid arthritis. Rheumatoid arthritis is a disease in which the immune system uh, makes a mistake and attacks the inner lining of a person's joints um, and uh, causes inflammation in the inner lining of the joints. The inner lining of the joints is called the synovium, and when that attack happens, rheumatologists would say that the person has a synovitis, um, and so what we want to do is decrease the inflammation in the synovium and thereby in the joint itself and hopefully prevent joint damage that rheumatoid arthritis um, can cause when that inflammation is left unchecked for months or years. And what is the damage? Tell, explain to listeners, without treating it, what could happen? Well, what could happen is that Inflammation could damage the adjacent bones and tendons, and that could lead for, to the joints not moving properly. Um, the joints could become deformed um, so that a person's hand uh, would be um, unable to be used for simple things like writing with a pencil, um, uh, typing on a computer, or even, even feeding themselves. If that synovitis, if that inflammation of the hands were to continue for a long period of time, um, those co types of damage could occur. Fortunately, we have modern treatments to uh, avoid that kind of uh, damage in 2021. Okay. So uh, you mentioned that um, in addition to the TF, TNF blocker, there's, there's other new things now, right? That's right. Um, um, ages ago, um, in the middle part of the 20th century, rheumatoid arthritis would be treated with something uh, that sounds archaic now, uh, gold <laughs> shots, gold shots. The patient would come to the doctor's office and get a shot once a week that was a molecule that had um, gold as part of that molecule. The gold shots were tedious because you had to go to a doctor's office weekly, and it didn't work that well. Later on in the 1980s, um, uh, a medicine called methotrexate um, came along, and methotrexate was a bit better than the gold shots, but still didn't answer all of our questions and did not take complete control of that synovitis that we talked about earlier, that inflammation of the joints that can lead to crippling in the hands and 
crippling in the knees, ankles, and feet as well. So in around the year 2000, a new breakthrough came along, um, a group of medicines that are called TNF blockers. TNF stands for tumor necrosis factor blockers. And these medicines would block a uh, one of the chemicals in the chain of command uh, uh, that is causing the inflammation of rheumatoid arthritis. Some TNF blockers were approved in about the year 2000 and 2002. Uh, they uh, are well known to the public because they've been an, um, advertised extensively. One of them is Enbrel. Uh, another one is Humira. A third one is Remicade. And that was sort of the first generation of the newer biologic medicines that replaced methotrexate before that and gold shots. So, doctor, are they all these three identical in, in formulary and composition? Is there any differences? I mean, I, there, hear, there people, are, I hear people taking all three, so I, I just wondered what makes the decision-making of, of you, the physician, or which a patient should take. Well, um, these three are similar, but they're not identical. Um, they are different molecules made by different companies that block this same chemical that is a, a communicating protein in our immune system. And that communicating protein, tumor necrosis factor, causes the uh, wrong message to the white blood cells that says attack the joint, cause inflammation of the joint, and um, and uh, if left unchecked, cause damage to the joint. So um, that group of medicines, the TNF blockers, would block a chemical, um, a molecule in our immune system that is a communicating protein, and it would block that protein um, in the form of those three medicines, Enbrel, Humira, and Remicade, that came out in the early 2000s. But we've now developed some newer medicines. Those medicines were a breakthrough, and they were very helpful and revolutionized rheumatology. Um, and they also were used for uh, diseases um, that are um, for diseases that our um, gastroenterologists treat, like Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. And they are also used for psoriatic arthritis and psoriasis that dermatologists may treat. So the TNF blockers came along first. And then about um, the year 2008 or 2009, another molecule was um, uh, developed uh, to block a different chemical in that immunologic chain of command. Uh, that other chemical is called interleukin-6 or IL-6. Interleukin means between leukocytes, and leukocytes is another name for our white blood cells. So in the mid-2000s, it was found that interleukin-6 is a, another key chemical that is like an official order uh, for the soldiers in our immunologic army to cause an attack on the joints. So two interleukin-6 blockers were developed, as an alternative if the TNF blockers did not work. Oh, okay. Um, one of those interleukin-6 blockers is called Actemra, and another interleukin-6 blocker is called Kevzara. And they 
are given uh, as a shot that the patient would administer at home to uh, try to decrease the inflammation of rheumatoid arthritis by blocking interleukin-6. Um, and, and Gary, it's interesting to note that um, the infectious disease doctors and the pulmonary medicine doctors have t used some of our technology to block long-term inflammation in rheumatoid arthritis to um, as an alternative to blocking short-term inflammation from a hospitalized patient with COVID-19. Wow. Okay. So COVID-19 can cause in 1% or 2% of people that get COVID-19, it can cause what um, intensive care unit doctors, pulmonary doctors, and infectious disease doctors call a cytokine storm. And cytokines are these chemicals that I've been talking about with you and the viewer and the listeners. And so um, in the New England Journal of Medicine just the week before last, um, they added um, a, a TNF blocker, uh, Actemra, to remdesivir, which is an antiviral agent, to help those critically ill uh, patients um, with uh, COVID-19 who are hospitalized patients. Now, this is a very special group of patients with COVID-19, but they would give them Actemra in addition to remdesivir, and it was reported in the New England Journal of Medicine, and I believe it was the um, March the 11th uh, uh, New England Journal of Medicine uh, uh, weekly publication, so just last week's NEJM, uh, that uh, blocking interleukin-6 not only is good for rheumatoid arthritis, but might be helpful to those intensive care unit right. doctors who are dealing with um, critically ill patients with infectious diseases in general who are having a cytokine storm oh. and uh, specifically with um, uh, COVID-19. So that's a very positive statement there that it found out something as, as well. So I, what I don't understand is would an individual that has RA would take both the NFL blocker as well as these new IL-6 blockers? No. Um, if the tumor necrosis factor blockers were continuing to be successful, then the rheumatologist or their caregiver would continue with the TNF blockers. They might remain on Enbrel. They might remain on uh, Humira. However, um, though those medicines are great medicines and were a wonderful breakthrough for rheumatology, they can lose their effect. So where does the rheumatologist turn next if they are um, uh, losing their uh, effectiveness um, with a TNF blocker? And one of the new tools is these two interleukin-6 blockers, Actemra and Kevzara. Um, another tool is a group called the JAK inhibitors or the Janus kinase inhibitors that we could uh, talk about as well. So what, are the, what do those provide? Well, the Janus kinase or JAK inhibitors are uh, coming at blocking the immune system in a different way, and this way can be given orally as opposed to given as a shot. So... Um, the TNF blockers that came out in the year 2000, the interleukin-6 blockers that started coming out in around 2009 through 2012 or 15 had to be given as a shot that 
maybe the patient would give themselves weekly or every two weeks at home. The Janus kinase inhibitors, also known as the JAK inhibitors, work uh, with an oral medicine that can be taken as a pill daily, and that pill can um, push the immune system in a less aggressive way to to not cause that synovitis. So um, the Janus kinase inhibitors is another additional tool in our rheumatology toolbox, so to speak. If the TNF blockers don't work, um, um, a rheumatologist can turn to interleukin-6 blockers, which are shots, and they can turn to Janus kinase inhibitors, which are oral medicines. So, so tell well. our listeners, what is the, the indication is that the, the, the current regimen of their RA is not, it, it's not in, improving, it's not getting better, it's getting worse. So that's when you prescribe My, or recommend these particular two new and better uh, treatments. Is that right? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say better. They might be, uh, they uh, are different. And so um, when you're looking at the number of people that respond to a TNF blocker versus the number of people that respond to an interleukin-6 blocker versus the number of people that respond to a JADIS kinase or JAK inhibitor, um, um, it's similar statistical data, but there may be some individuals who will respond great to a TNF blocker and then lose that effect, and then we would switch to one of these others. We would switch to maybe an interleukin-6 blocker, or we might switch to a Janus kinase inhibitor. So we have tools, we have um, uh, um, ways to help patients if they lose um, the effectiveness of some of the first generation of anti-rheumatic drugs. Okay, hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and A-Bears Tenant Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 101.7 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 101.7 FM and 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and Ebears Town and Country Report, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is a special guest is Dr. Robert Goodman, board-certified rheumatologist with arthritis and rheumatology clinic located here in the Shreveport area, and he's giving us some information on the latest treatments of rheumatology conditions and disorders. So thank you for agreeing to be on our show today. Gary. So let's get let's continue our discussions. Um, let's let's talk about uh, the second latest treatment about psoriatic uh, arthritis. Latest treatments. Uh, thanks for for that intro, Gary. Um, psoriatic arthritis, uh, like rheumatoid arthritis, um, um, has a lot of similarities. Um, uh, both of them cause um, inflammation in the small joints of the hands 
and the knees and feet. But psoriatic arthritis is different in uh, several ways. First of all, people, 85% um, of people with psoriatic arthritis tend to get the skin disease, psoriasis, uh, okay. a few years before they get the arthritis. And the thinking is that the immune system makes a mistake and causes inflammation of the joints and tendons in psoriatic arthritis, but it can also cause inflammation of the skin that causes the red scaly rash of psoriasis. And it's been known that both dermatologists and rheumatologists have known for uh, decades that about uh, 25 or 30 percent of people that get the skin disease, psoriasis, and go to the dermatologist may also get inflammation of the joints and tendons that we call psoriatic arthritis. So rheumatologists and dermatologists work as a team to treat these patients. So is it important to treat the psoriasis quickly as possible that it'll possibly help in case the person does get the arthritic condition? It is, um, and it, it's important to be paying attention um, uh, because there will be some people that will have very mild patches of psoriasis that the dermatologist could treat with topical um, skin creams that um, uh, and shampoos that can be very satisfactory. But in other patients with psoriatic arthritis uh, or with psoriasis, they may have extensive psoriasis covering large areas of their body, and they may have inflammation of the joints causing uh, a classic arthritis uh, in the small joints of the hands and feet, but also in the larger joints of the knees, ankles, uh, elbows, and shoulders. And Gary, they can cause, it can cause an inflammation where the tendons and ligaments attach to the bone. The name of that junction is called an enthesis which is basically the connection of tendons to bone. Mm -hmm. And an enthesis can get, get this, Gary, an enthesopathy. <laughs> um, so psoriatic arthritis is an enthesopathy, which is causing inflammation of that area and that, and that of tendon, the skeleton. The skeleton as well as the tendon, correct? Both are going so to is a, So psoriatic arthritis can cause a classic arthritis in the joint, but can, it can also cause a tendonitis as well. Mm, okay. So tell us about the, the, the new inhibitors. And likewise, the TFN inhibitors are used to do this uh, psoriatic arthritis treatment. Well, right? that, use that that's the same exactly treatment. That's exactly right. Um, um, rheumatoid arthritis and psoriatic arthritis have largely been treated in uh, the same way. Uh, so methotrexate was our, our go-to drug in the 1990s and the early 2000s. And then the two TNF blockers that we talked about in the previous segment for rheumatoid arthritis also got an indication very quickly, uh, just a year or two after they got an indication for rheumatoid arthritis, they got an indication for psoriatic arthritis. And so uh, Humira and Enbrel and Remicade were some of the earliest tumor necrosis factor blockers, and they were a profound breakthrough not only for rheumatoid arthritis patients, but for psoriatic arthritis patients that had the inflammation of the joints and the tendons, but also for psoriatic arthritis patients 
that had the skin rash and the inflammation of the skin. So the TNF blockers um, were a mainstay in treating both rheumatoid arthritis and psoriatic arthritis, and are still that way today. However, if a person doesn't get a good response to a tumor necrosis factor or TNF blockers, we have new tools in our rheumatology toolbox, as do the dermatologists, to help those people who don't respond to the initial TNF or tumor necrosis factor blockers. And hope and hopefully those those will definitely help in, in the treatment. I, I, you were telling me one is IL seventeen inhibitors, right, and IL twenty three exhibitors. So the, these scientists and medical doctors are coming up with better and better things to help these treatments that aren't working initially, right? Yes, sir. Um, and they would be alternatives if the TNF blockers don't work. And we're using that same nomenclature. IL means interleukin. So this is a a communicating protein between leukocytes or between white blood cells, kind of like a chain of command between um, a, an officer and a soldier. Um, and some of those uh, chains of command um, take the place of uh, a chemical called interleukin-6 that we talked about in our previous segment. But um, uh, interleukin-17, when it is blocked, that tends to be particularly helpful for psoriatic arthritis, not so helpful for rheumatoid arthritis, and blocking interleukin-23 also is helpful. So we now have some additional medicines in those two categories to help our patients who are losing their response or never got much of a response to the TNF blockers. Well, to me, Doc, that's amazing. They can be targeted. It's a it's a targeted inhibitor, and I'm sure in uh, in prior medical history, it was like a shotgun approach. Now, this is getting more focused on on these inhibitors helping a certain area. I mean, it's, it's and, amazing yes, to me. It, it would be um, analogous to um, trying to push back on an army by. <laughs> carpet bombing the Army versus um, <laughs> sending a cruise missile in to take out uh, a wayward officer. Very good analogy. Well, well we could understand that one. That, again, that, I, I'm just I'm – just, one thing I know my listeners are asking me, I mean, hopefully they're going to come visit you and your wonderful staff, but what happens if a, uh, somebody's not up on their medical um, education and terminology to know about these other other treatments that can help them regarding their arthritis and their their RA. It's, I'm well, just thinking about that now. Yeah. Well, the purpose of this uh, of this radio program is to let the public know maybe not all the details about these other options, but there are other options if you tried a tumor necrosis factor medicine in the past, if you tried methotrexate in the past. Uh, for rheumatoid arthritis or now uh, psoriatic arthritis, there are other alternatives. Uh, rheumatoid arthritis, we talked about blocking interleukin-6, and it seems like blocking interleukin-17 and interleukin-23 with these medicines uh, is helpful for psoriatic arthritis as well. Wow, that, that's remarkable. Um, so the, 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 the other latest treatment is about systemic lupus, right? Is that, that what uh, you were telling me? Um, uh, yes, and we can certainly uh, go on to that topic uh, if you would like, yeah. Gary. Yes. All right. Um, systemic lupus is a is yet a third autoimmune disease. Uh, 
less common than rheumatoid arthritis. And I was going to ask you that. It's less common, but I hear more and more people having lupus. Why, why, and, is, and, why do you say less common? Uh, well, um, the, the, stati- the statisticians tell us that the chance of somebody getting rheumatoid arthritis is about one person in 80 Whoa. or one person in 100. The chance of getting psoriatic arthritis is somewhere in that range as well, about one person in 100. The chance of getting systemic lupus erythematosus um, is thought to be about one person in 1900. However, lupus not only attacks the joints, it can attack many other parts of the body as well and cause havoc in other areas. Oftentimes, the arthritis in the joints is not the dominant feature of lupus. They may have um, a, a very special skin rash um, that is worse when they're out in the sunlight that is different from the psoriatic skin rash. But sometimes with lupus, it can cause a devastating attack where the immune system makes a mistake and causes damage to the kidneys. Okay, sometimes that's what I hear that, about. Okay. Sometimes if that damage to the kidneys continues unabated, a person could end up on dialysis or in need of a um, an organ transplant. Sometimes lupus can cause damage to other organs like the lining around the heart called the pericardium. So uh, we doctors would put the suffix I-T-I-S on a word to say there's inflammation there. So we would say that um, lupus can cause inflammation of the pericardium that we would call a pericarditis. It can cause an inflammation of the lining around the lungs that causes pleurisy or a pleuritis. It can cause inflammation of the kidneys that um, we would call a nephritis. Now, there, Gary, there are many other things that can cause pleurisy, mostly mm-hmm. infections, uh, viral infections like COVID-19 or, uh, or influenza, bacterial infections like pneumococcal pneumonia can cause pleurisy. But occasionally, once you've ruled out all of those uh, conditions, lupus can be a cause of pleurisy or pleural effusions. Lupus can ca- be a cause of kidney failure, and lupus can be a cause of um, inflammation around the heart called the pericardium. And at times, it can be a cause of low blood cells, like damaging white blood cells or red blood cells or platelets. So often the times where in psoriatic arthritis, the rheumatologist might be teaming up with a dermatologist. In lupus, we might be very, working very closely with a nephrologist who takes care of kidney okay. problems or with a hematologist who takes care of blood disorders uh, or anemias. Um, and we have medicines, newer medicines, to help that inflammation, which is a different type of inflammation and different medications. So currently I, I hear people when they have lupus, they're taking lots of steroids. Is that true? Well, steroids was the uh, one of the mainstays in treating lupus in the past, and, and another mainstay in treating lupus in the past is called hydroxychloroquine or Plaquenil. And steroids, Gary, 
as you probably know, and those uh, people would would know, has a myriad of side effects, uh, among them weight gain, among them if a person has a tendency to have hypertension and diabetes, that becomes more of a problem. And if somebody's on steroids for a long time, they can get brittle bones. So there's a lot of side effects with steroids, and we want to move away from steroids. That was um, the 20th century treatment for lupus, and now in the 21st century, we're trying to go in a different direction. Um, and one of those directions is by blocking uh, B lymphocytes uh, with a B lymphocyte stimulator blocker called Benlista. And Benlista has been approved about five or six years ago. And what it does is it tells the white blood cells in general and in specific the subset of white blood cells called B lymphocytes don't trigger this inflammation in the joints, the skin, the kidneys, um, the lungs, and the heart of the patient who has lupus by blocking uh, the B lymphocytes with a, a B lymphocyte stimulator blocker called Benlista that was approved in about 2014. It, it first had to get, be given intravenously, so you'd have to go to a hospital or an infusion center once a month to get it, and then about three years ago or four years ago, it came out as a weekly shot. Um, and that has been a breakthrough, Gary, and that allows many of the lupus patients to uh, have another goal of um, limiting their steroid use or getting off of the steroid use to have fewer side effects from steroids. Wow, that is that is totally remarkable. And and just recently in 2000, you were telling me in January 2021 for lupus kidney disease, there's something new coming. Kept coming. That's right, and it is a pill called Lupkinza. Uh, and um, it was approved just uh, – I had a pharmaceutical rep come in to, uh, to talk to me about it, um, and I had seen that it had been approved in uh, some of my journal reading um, just before the snow, the high storm hit, <laughs> and so they haven't been able to get back in with me. But uh, Lupkinza um, is a medicine that is uh, good for lupus, and one of the devastating complications of lupus is when it damages the kidneys. Lupkinza is a pill that may help us um, with lupus kidney disease. And again, Gary, that could spare us the need for as many steroids as had to be used in the past. Oh, that's, so we're trying that's to awesome. move away from the steroids in the past, go from steroids to hydroxychloroquine or Plaquenil, go from steroids to uh, a B lymphocyte stimulator blocker called Benlista, and go from steroids to this new tool in our lupus toolbox called Lupkinza. Very good. Hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now we're with our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and A-Bears Tenant Country Report, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel.
Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, probably presented by AARP Louisiana and Ebear Senate Country Report, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is a special guest is Dr. Robert Goodman, board-certified rheumatologist with Arthritis and Rheumatology Clinic located here in the Shreveport area. He's giving us some great information about the latest treatments and rheumatological conditions, and we've talked about uh, several of these before. We've only had a short time to discuss all these conditions and their fabulous new treatments. So if you or a loved one has current any arthritic or rheumatoid condition, please consider contacting Dr. Goodman's office at 318-424-9240 or visit their website, fabulous website, at www.arthdoc.com or you can go by and visit their offices at 7. 40 Jordan Street here in this report area. So thank you, Doctor, again for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Glad to be here, Gary. So the last, uh, we've talked about three previous uh, conditions. This is the gout latest treatment. So give us uh, in, uh, information about that. Because I know, what's the, what's the percentage of people having a, a gout attack? Well, uh, gout is... Uh, Gary, more common than the other diseases that we talked about, probably uh, 2%. And with men, it's higher. Uh, so men, 3 to 4% of men. Women don't get gout as much uh, until they get beyond menopause. But uh, men tend to be the classic person that gets a gout attack. And tell the listeners, it doesn't depend on age. I, I was in an airport just recently, the Dallas-Fort Worth Airport, and this young man was a bartender, and he says, I've had some gout conditions, and I don't know what to do. And I told him, you need to go visit a doctor, rheumatologist. If you're having it frequently, he says, yes, I've been having it. He was, not, he was less than 30 years old. Yeah, and, and it can occur uh, in uh, young men in their 20s. Uh, in the early and when they're trying to launch their careers and they get it interrupted by gout. And so uh, we have better treatments, newer treatments for gout. Um, we could divide gout into two uh, approaches. One is to treat the current inflammation, and that is usually treated with powerful anti-inflammatory medicines, um, the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medicines, or occasionally the steroid anti-inflammatory medicines. But that treatment is usually a five days to a week-long treatment. Um, the, the breakthroughs have been, what do you do to prevent the next gout attack, to make sure that that young man that you met in the airport won't have another gout attack next month or in two months or uh, when he's going to his... Uh, daughter's uh, softball game or her soccer game. Um, and so what we want to do is understand about gout, which is an elevation of a chemical called uric acid. It precipitates out of the joint. That means it forms a crystal into, uh, into the joint, and that crystal starts the inflammatory process. Um, so if we can lower uric acid and have fewer of the uh, less uric acid in general, then there will be fewer crystals and less likely to develop a gout attack. In the, in the past, we've used a medicine called allopurinol, which is pill, um, as well as diet, um, and there are diets on the Internet. I won't uh, take our airtime to go over them. You can find them on WebMD, the Mayo Clinic uh, diet site for gout, and, and so forth. 
Allopurinol is a pill that has been used to lower the uric acid level so that the chance of um, that young man that you met in the airport getting a gout attack if his uric acid level has been lowered by allopurinol, um, that he will have fewer and fewer gout attacks as he goes into 2021 and 2022. Um, if allopurinol does not work or um, some people get an allergic reaction to allopurinol, which is a very serious um, allergic reaction uh, with a rash, then they um, have been able to use another medicine called Euloric. Euloric um, was approved about 10 years ago, and it works similar to allopurinol in that it lowers this chemical, uric acid, in our bloodstream, so there will be less of this chemical to accumulate in our joints, in our soft tissues, and cause more gout attacks. How often does an individual take the Euloric? Euloric and allopurinol are daily medicines. Um, and so what they would be doing is if a person's uric acid was, say, 10, which is an elevated uric acid, that would be in a range where somebody is likely to get a lot of gout attacks. And, and if their uric acid is 10 and they get five or six gout attacks in a year, um, and if you push that uric acid down to five or six, with euloric or allopurinol, then you could decrease their gout attacks from five or six a year to maybe one a year or one every other wow. year or, gee, I can't remember, Doc, when I had my last <laughs> gout attack. That's significant. That is definitely significant. So what else, what else is there? Isn't there an IV medication now? There, there is an IV medicine. It is called Christexis. And it is for those people that you occasionally see, a rheumatologist at times sees, that has had so much gout built up, they have it in their joints, they have it in their bursas, and um, those collections of gout under the skin are called gouty tophus, or tophi, and um, a medicine that is an IV medicine called Christexis is a very aggressive way to treat gout, and it pushes that uric acid down to almost zero so that um, uh, some of the gout crystals that have accumulated in the patient's body can leach out of their body and um, cause those crystals to dissolve and decrease the chance of them having future gout attacks, but more importantly, decrease their chance of having joint damage and destruction. Uh, so Christexis is uh, for those people that have very aggressive gout with a lot of collections of gouty tophi, but euloric and allopurinol are also uh, for more moderate patients who um, need to lower their uric acid level to prevent the next gout attack. Right. Thank you, Goodman, for joining us today. You gave us some great information about the latest in treatments. Wow. If uh, Remember, listeners out there, if you have a uh, condition, uh, arthritic or rheumatoid condition, please consider contacting Dr. Goodman's office at 318-424-9240 or visit their website at www.orthdoc.com. Again, thank you, Doctor, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our show. Hope you'll join us next Saturday for another show that could benefit you or your loved ones. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Thank you again for listening to our show. I'm Gary Kaligas, wishing you and yours the best of times both today and every day. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 9 a.m. for more Best of Times. This is 1017 FM and 710 Keel.